Well, joining me now for a look at the day's equity news is uh, Anthea Gardner from Cartesian Capital. Thanks so much for your time, Anthea. Quite surprising moves that we are seeing across uh, the, the, the market boards there because it seems NVIDIA lived up to the hype, but the markets didn't. Hi, thank you, Azanati. Um, I think I have to say it's all in the AI of the beholder. I'm not surprised <laughs> we've seen a retracement in sentiment this afternoon. Great results from NVIDIA. I, I mean, just like when last have you seen something like this? Um, you know, uh, they've had, what is it, a doubling of their co second quarter revenue, 429% uh, year on year oh rise in earnings per share. That's crazy. Over 240, I think it is, percent of the share price year to date. And on top of all of that, the share is being underpinned by the board giving them a green light for the $25 billion share buyback. Um, so, yeah, and, and I think why the markets are retracing this afternoon, though, is we've had, besides our CPI number, we've had quite a slew of bad economic global data. You know, the PMI numbers, Japan reporting shrinking factory um activity eurozone business activity declined especially in germany mm. and, and it just it feels like it's continuing and then on top of all of that jackson hole tomorrow mm. so i i bet you'll remember that last year after jackson hole they put out quite a hawkish statement and stocks reacted very badly so hopefully powell will remember that this time because markets are feeling jittery to me um, he's likely to use the phrase data dependent. I don't think it's going to impress any of the analysts or traders. I think the Fed is very much still in inflation beating mode. They might pause, but so far the rhetoric makes me think that they're, they're just not ready to cut rates yet. Mm. You know, uh, Anthea, it's quite interesting because uh, markets were kind of waiting for NVIDIA um, to continue the rally that we had seen after the choppy sentiment that we had seen, but really seeming like there are other things that are keeping a lid on those gains. Let's talk about BRICS. Uh, it's now the last day before we actually go into some of the company news. Uh, what's your quick take on BRICS at this point? Um, surprised by the um, announcement this afternoon of the including of the six countries, you know, it's obviously felt like it was a network, a regional play. You know, Lula supporting Argentina, Africa wanting Egypt, and so forth. Mm. It's interesting to me how they frame it. The balance of power is kind of the, the, the term they use. I'm not a great one for MBA or political speak. And it makes me edgy when I hear things like um, increase its power to adopt creative solutions for global problems. What does that really mean? Mm. I kind of try to figure out how many economists are on the advisors <laughs> panel. So in my unapologetically mm. capitalist brain, I would think that if you're going to shift power, become the fifth largest economy behind Germany, Japan, China and the US, or I guess if you're a South African political leader with no GDP growth, then maybe aligning yourself with India, because you know that's who I'm talking about, mm. or the oil rich companies is probably not such a bad idea. Mm, um, right. In our team, we've been talking a lot about this de-dollarization for months now. Yeah. Um, but I've lived through the creation of the euro. And in my view, the idea of having a BRICS 
currency has very little benefit. Mm. So, so I'm not excited about it. It's it's fun, but it um, doesn't draw me. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for that. I am looking forward to more analysis of what has come out of BRICS in the coming weeks. Let's get down to uh, the company news that came out of the JC. Let's actually start off with South 32. Revenue down by 20%, and then things got worse as you went down with the bottom line, uh, declining more than 60% from the prior comparative period. They also slashed that dividend by almost two-thirds. Not surprising that the share price lost 5% there. Your take on South 32's performance? Um, kind of, it's a combination probably of internal problems as well as maybe the commodity cycle or super cycle or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Kind of softening, you know, this talk of um, China's growth not being as good as it should be cannot be good for commodity prices or for a company like this. Pretty bad numbers, and I'm I'm not sure what else to say about it. <laughs> Surprising that they're only now talking about greening fields and this sort of thing. You kind of feels a bit behind the curve. Really was not a great um, statement or results presentation. Yeah. An interesting one was workforce coming out with interim results. Revenue up by 7%, but core profit halving and hips uh, almost got reduced to nothing. So they talk about all these headwinds that they encountered, but they seem to uh, be more upbeat on the uh, second uh, half of the year. So do you look at the stock? You also picked that up, eh? The outlook. Mm. Everything's terrible, but our yeah. outlook is great. <laughs> so you can't you can't look at this company without referring to South Africa's unemployment numbers yeah. and the fact that we have no GDP growth. Yeah, they did manage a seven percent increase in revenue, but as you say, as it drops down to the bottom line, they, there is nothing left. Mm. Higher interest rates definitely playing a part here. Their financing costs up sixty percent for the year, or year on year, I should say. And I don't know what the turnaround is going to be for them because I don't see a catalyst for um, lower unemployment numbers or GDP growth in South Africa at this stage. Mm. And yes, I've had uh, less load shedding because of bricks. Thank you very much. But <laughs> is it going to Me last? Too, and, and I guess that's the question. <laughs> I was actually uh, surprised uh, yesterday that I, I was actually talking to my friends saying that I haven't had load shedding in a, a week and a half. And then I realized it must be bricks. Let's actually get to <laughs> good news, more good news. Your stock pick for your stock pick for today. We're going with Delta Airlines today. Um, you know, the trend for international travel has been slower to recover after covid um, compared to domestic travel. We like the airline. They own their own refining business. Um, and so their input costs can be controlled through this company, Monroe Energy. It gives them operating advantage, I would say. Um, they generally uh, generate more revenue per seat than their peers. And we do think that this um, that Asia travel is going to pick up. And so we're hoping that that will be the catalyst for a higher share. Um, the PE ratio is not that exciting, but what we do see... Maybe a 40, at least 40% upside for the next year. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time and giving us insights on what has been moving investors' money today, Anthea. Uh, that was uh, Cartesian Capitals, Anthea Gardner.